<laughs> hello, hello, and welcome to Focus with Angela Duncan, where we focus on growing deeper in our walks with the Lord by focusing on God's love, God's heart, and the truth of his word. I'm your host, Angela Duncan. Thank you to all our listeners who tune in each week on Fishbowl Radio Network, the number one internet radio station. Broadcasting live from Globe Life Park in Arlington, Texas, we have four million listeners tuning in globally. Last week, our top 10 countries tuning in were United States, Canada, Mexico, Romania, Italy, Germany, Philippines, Spain, and Switzerland. That's awesome. We got some new new names on there. I don't think I've ever heard Romania before. You can find me on Facebook under the group name Focus with Angela Duncan or on podcast under Focus with Angela Duncan as well. Please go and subscribe. Our goal at Focus is to uplift, encourage, and inspire you by providing you with Christ-centered content that is authentic, informative, and relevant. All right, so today I want to start the show by asking all of you who are listening, are you ready? Are you ready? Bible prophecy is unfolding right before our eyes. We are clearly living in the end times. Have you noticed the number of people exiting the earth lately? I personally know six people who passed away within like a one week span. I've been getting phone calls, texts saying, please pray for this family member. Um, pray for my loved ones. This person has passed away all the time. It's almost like um, it's, un- it's unreal how many people have just passed away or died in the last like week or two. And a lot of it's not just COVID related either. Um, you should be able to discern and see that time is running out quickly for many people. Anyone who's listened to my show knows that I do a variety of topics, but today it's just me in the studio and I just have to get off my heart what I really feel like the Lord is pressing upon my heart to say. Um, I feel strongly to, I don't want to say warn, more so admonish, (laughs) whatever you want to call it, to those of you that are listening to please discern the time. Okay, when I got this platform, I always said, Lord, whatever it is you want me to say, I will say without fear, without, you know, biting my tongue. That's the great thing about having your own podcast. You say what you know, you can you can put it out there. And so today um, I just feel like I need to explain. I can't explain why I'm feeling this way, but I know it's the Lord. Um, I felt this need to say that the kingdom of heaven is at hand Jesus will return for his church and many people are asleep. They're not discerning the time that we're in. Y'all, tomorrow isn't promised. If the Lord wills, we will see another day. But please don't take your days lightly. Are you ready for him to come back? Are you sure of where you stand with your relationship with the Lord? Maybe you never have accepted the free gift of salvation. You're not a Christian and you have no idea what I'm talking about. It's okay. Stay tuned. Or maybe you are a believer. You've accepted the Lord a long time ago or you've prayed the prayer of salvation. You know in your heart Jesus is in the only way, but maybe your love for the Lord um, has grown cold. You don't know why, but maybe there's unforgiveness or something blocking you from fully receiving God's love. 
Maybe the fear and the climate we are in with this pandemic has weakened your faith. I know that's happening. The Lord told me that that's happening, that a lot of people with the pandemic, you are in so much fear. You are in so much worry and anxiety on a daily basis that your faith is weakening. It's hard for you to believe that Jesus is who he says he is, that God has you, that the Lord is protecting you, that he's protecting your family, that he's going to give you hope and a future. Um, and with that said, some people, some of us need to turn off the TV. I'm just going to throw that in there. Turn off some of the news. Turn off some of the things that you're hearing, the eye gates, the things that are coming in your mind that are producing fear and anxiety in you. You may need to turn that off for this season so that you don't wallow in so much fear and panic that your days are just, you know, shortened because you're just afraid. You have to trust those of you that are believers. We trust that the Lord takes care of us. We trust that the Lord has our children. We trust that the Lord has our livelihood. He said he's Jehovah Jireh, the Lord who provides for us. He said he is Jehovah Shalom, our peace. He says he's Jehovah Nissi, our banner. His banner over us is love. You may need to get back to just basic scriptures to remind yourself of that. Well, anyways, with that said, I don't know, but I know that God is dealing with hearts and minds in this time. He's been dealing with me, like Angela. You know, some things that you've been sitting around, you know, just taking introspective moments, just going deep within myself as in, in Christ and saying, Lord, you know, take that out, root that out. Help my love for you to show. Help my love for people to show. Don't help, help me not to be self-righteous. Help me not to, you know, walk in things that are not essential to pay attention to things that are not essential help me to see lord god what it is you want me to see during this time y'all we are in such a dark time where people are literally calling evil good and good evil there's a scripture that says woe unto woe unto them that call evil good and good evil and that's where we are there's a lot of deception and if you're not careful and you're listening and bringing all that in and you're watching what the news says and you're reason, reading Facebook posts and you're reading Instagram and you're not hearing the Holy Spirit more, it'll put you in fear, it'll, it'll put you in confusion and God did not give us that spirit, he didn't give us confusion, none of that is from him. Literally, this last week, when the Supreme Court passed the the Texas courts passed the the major abortion rule that limited abortion, I can't tell you how many people on my timeline who profess that they are Christians are advocating for this abortion uh, thing. They're going against it, saying that they're out of their mind. You know, they're advocating for abortion, and they're saying that they're believers. And I just want to say the news flash flash. Good for evil, evil for good. The Lord is not in the business of killing babies. The shedding of innocent blood is a big deal to the Lord. I will put that out there. In fact, God, your father, sacrificed his son for you to live and for your children to live. Jesus said Satan comes to kill and to destroy. Jesus said that Satan comes to kill and to destroy. Not God. So he ain't in the business of killing babies and shedding innocent blood. So let's just get that clear. We are living in a time where there's so much deception. People are calling themselves Christians and then siding with things that God is in his word is like, yeah, that ain't that ain't my heart. That isn't what I'm about. 
So it's really imperative during this time as believers that we tune our ear to what the Holy Spirit is saying in this time. That we tune our ear to the words of God. Because if you're not careful, you'll end up siding with things that clearly God is saying, yeah, I'm not for that. Okay? The deception, the compromise, all of that is real. It's all around us. But in the end, guess what? When you stand before the Lord, it won't matter what everybody else did or said. It will matter what you chose. He told us to choose this day whom we're going to serve. And guys, it's good news. I'm not, please don't think this is a beat down. I'm not trying to beat you down. It's going to be encouraging. But I just had to get that out because this is the time we're in. And if you're not careful, deception, lies of the enemy will creep into your personal uh, belief system. But God is so amazing. He led me back to, I wrote a book um, two years back called Focused. And the last section that I have is entitled, That All May Be Saved and Come to the Knowledge of the Truth. That's God's desire for you. Those of you that are listening, I don't know where you're listening from. You may be in Switzerland, Romania, South Africa, United States, I don't know. But I know that if you're listening in, there is a reason you are tuned in today. Don't don't take it from me. Don't I pray that I'm saying what thus says the Lord. And it's not about me and what I think. This is Bible. Okay. His desire is that you may know him. The true and living God. That you would understand the depths of his love for you. That you would be reconciled back to him through the shed blood of Jesus. And that you would spend eternity with him. When we were little, I remember people saying it was the end times and spending eternity. And I remember that seemed like it was so far off. That seemed like that would never happen in my lifetime. But there are so many signs. There are so many things that are happening in our world. The darkness, the 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 whole thing that just happened in Afghanistan my god there were christians in the underground church that they went that the taliban went specifically to look for oh specifically and they were martyred y'all there are people that are losing their lives for the name of christ like we've never seen before this is a different time please be aware don't let your relationship with God and who he is in your life wane or falter another day. His desire for you is to, is to literally spend eternity with you. That is what he wants. That is his desire. So I'm going to share some excerpts from the section on salvation from my book because I feel like there's some, I speak to believers on this podcast, but I believe that there are people that are listening that have never accepted Jesus, have never really understood what the plan of salvation is about and why it's such good news, why the gospel is so important, why it's called good news. It is great news. Okay. If you are listening, and you've never heard the gospel. Just stay tuned. The gospel is good news. Let me say this. Your heavenly father loves you immensely. Listen, you were never meant to be separated from God. That was never his intent for you. You were meant to spend eternity in peace with him. However, we know sin entered through Satan's scheming and deception and Adam's disobedience. If you have your scriptures, go back and read Genesis 3. It talks about how that happened. 
I only have 50 minutes, so I ain't got time to go through that whole entire chapter. But when the obedience came, the disobedience, excuse me, when Adam's disobedience came, it caused a rift in our relationship with God. Man began to operate outside of the plan of God. That's when murders came, evil deeds, stealing, strife, pride, all of those things. All of those sinful things that are in man came to the surface, okay? It became the norm. God is so holy that he hates sin and evil, okay? He showed his wrath and anger many times in the Old Testament. A lot of people like to say, oh, God is love, God is love, and he is. But he also has another side to him, and that's the wrath of God. But it was never meant for you. It was never meant for his people. It was against sin, and it was against evil. And it was against Satan and his fallen angels. It was never for you. But when the Israelites kept choosing to disobey and sin, he had to deal with it. He had to because he's a holy God. He's perfect. Okay. But his wrath again was never meant for you, for your family. It was always against sin. So understand, yes, God is loving he is holy. He is righteous. He is perfect in all his ways. The Bible says only good and perfect thing comes from him. And so, again, the wrath was never for you. But God in his goodness, he always had a plan. He's so patient with us. He's always been so patient. His plan and his goodness was always to bring you back. And it was never based on anything you did because he knew we couldn't get it right. He knew we would try. He knew the Israelites kept trying. They kept trying and they would disobey. They try, they try and get it right, and they'd fall again. They try and get it right, and they'd end up in sin again. Lying, stealing, cheating, fighting, disobedient, unloving, all of those things, okay? So he sent his son, Jesus, to deal with the problem of sin once and for all. And only Jesus could do it. Because Jesus was the only person to live a sinless life. If you go back into the Old Testament, they had to sacrifice lambs. They had to sacrifice different animals to atone for their sin. Because what they did, they, they couldn't stand before a holy God and have this sin. So they had to have a priest go and atone for this sin. But God saw that they kept disobeying. They kept falling. It's kind of like your children. When you keep telling them over and over, get it together. I'm trying to teach you. I'm trying to teach you to do right. And they keep messing up and they keep disobeying. You don't throw them out. You don't put them out the house. You don't say at 8 and 10, oh, you keep disobeying. I'm through with you. I wash my hands of you. That's not what happens. And that's not what God did. He's the example. He says, okay, they're having a hard time getting it right. So I have the perfect plan. I'm going to send Jesus who is God, who left his, his heavenly place to come to earth and dwell amongst us. And he lived a sinless life. He would serve as that perfect sacrifice, that final sacrifice for mankind to deal with the issue of sin once and for all. When he died, he took on the sin, the mistakes, the evil deeds of Every single person, you, me, all of us. And all he asked to do, all he asked for in, in return, all he said is just to believe. 
believe that Jesus died for you and accept his free gift. That's the good news. We couldn't be holy enough. We couldn't be righteous enough. We couldn't do enough good things to make ourselves be spotless before the Lord. Because I don't care who you are. When you come into this world, you're going to make some mistakes. You don't have to teach a child to lie. They'll take stuff and put it behind their back. Have you ever seen a kid that does something they know they're not supposed to do? And you didn't teach them that. They grab something and you say, wait a minute, what you doing? And then you look, they're putting it behind their back. Or they go behind the couch to hide a piece of candy or something like that too. That's not something that you taught them. It's innate. We live in a sinful world. We come, it says we were born into sin. So we come into this world already. But God, he had a plan in Jesus Christ. And all we have to do is believe that Jesus died for us and accept his free gift that says, hey, I'm going to be this spotless lamb for you. I'm going to take your sin. I'm going to nail it to the cross. I'm going to die, but I'm going to rise and I'm going to overcome sin, death, the grave. And because I'm able to do this, you accept me, you believe in me and you can do that too. You, you can overcome. We overcome by his blood, not because of anything that we've done. And God is saying to some of you today, that gift has been there. I've been nudging at some of you. I've been tugging at some of you just saying, hey, I love you. Hey, I want you in my kingdom. Hey, I want you on my side. I want you to open your heart to me and just receive the free gift that, I give, that I've given you. There's a scripture that says in John 1, 12, but as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become God's children, to those who believe in his name. Y'all, that is good news. Jesus did the work. We just receive. Why would you reject that gift? Ephesians 2.8 says, God saved you by his grace when you believed. And you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. Yet many still won't receive his gift. Many don't want to accept God's gift in Jesus. They think there's other ways. They're determined to do it in their own way. They don't want to submit to a God that's holy. They think they're going to miss out. They have to give up something. They have to give up their lifestyle. They have to give up this. They have to give up that. And they don't realize that the exchange is so much greater. I feel like a lot of people, um, I'm going to come, hold on. I'm going to come back to that. Many want to come to the Lord on their own terms. I'll only come to you if I can keep doing this. Um, or if I can live a lifestyle that I know you may say is not, you know, holy, or you might say is something that I shouldn't do, I'm gonna do what I want to do. Or many try and earn their way into heaven. I've had many people say to me, Oh, I'm good. I'm a good person. I'm gonna be okay. Listen, <laughs> you can't be good enough. You can't do enough good deeds. You can't give enough to charities. You can't feed the poor enough. None of those things to earn salvation. No man is righteous without Jesus. Our righteousness is like filthy rags to the Lord. That's what scripture says. There is nothing we can do to earn 
salvation. And in the same way, let me say this. You aren't bad enough. You aren't far enough from God. You never have done too much to receive his forgiveness, to receive his love. But the gospel is very clear. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to God the Father but through me. He was very clear. We love to say there's many paths and that we're all going to end up at his, you know, we're going to end up at God. If that was the case, Jesus would not have said, I am the only way. He's the door. He's the reconciliation. He's the way back to the father. He had no qualms about who he was or what he came to earth for. He knew he was God. He knew who he was and what he came to do. He knew he was God. He knew he was the door to eternity with your heavenly father. Eternity in heaven is only through Jesus. Y'all, tomorrow's not promised. It just isn't. And I'm not trying to scare you into accepting Jesus. I'm not trying to put fear on you. The Bible says it's the love of God that leaves men to repentance. He loves you. So it's not a fear thing. It's more like a wake up call that you can look at the, you can look around, you can see what's going on and you can see that people are dying left and right. And I don't know, you know, did they have a chance to make things right on this side? Did they have a chance to accept the free gift? Did they have a chance to ask for forgiveness for the sins that they've committed? I don't know. But if you're listening, thank God you're still here. And thank God you have an opportunity. Um, let me share you some, share something with you from my book. It's called Focused with this is called folks with Angela Duncan, but the book is also called focused. And there's a section, like I said, at the very end where we pray for people that may have never heard the gospel, or maybe you've heard the gospel and you keep saying, I'll do it tomorrow. Or maybe when I get this part of my life together, let me, let me tell you, there's never a time you don't come to God with your life together. We wouldn't need a savior if we had it all together. Trust me. So if you're waiting on the time when you just feel like it's the right time and whenever you feel like your life is, is straight enough to come to him, that's defeating the whole purpose. The whole purpose is he came for you, that you might be the righteousness of God in him. So I don't know what you're waiting for, but today's the day for some of you that are listening. First Timothy 2, 3 through 6 says, this is good and it is pleasing in the sight of God, our savior who desires all people to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. For there is one God and there is one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself as a ransom for all, which is the testimony given at the proper time. One mediator, one person. Think about a mediator and what they do. A mediator is the go-between. They're the person that sits in the middle when you've had a divorce or you are in a lawsuit and you have a person, a defendant, and you have a plaintiff. There's a mediator in the middle that makes sure that it's it's taken care of, that makes sure that everything is brought together, that it's reconciled, that it's uh, what's the word I'm looking for, that it's um, handled. Well, it says right there that the mediator between God and man is Jesus the mediator. He is the only way to be reconciled back to God. 
So I don't know what you've thought or if you've heard that it's you can just confess your sins. You can just go and, you know, confession is important. Don't get me wrong. I'm saying like you can just go to do penance. You can go in and confess 50 times a day and you'll be okay. If you have not understood that Jesus is the only way, accepting him is the only way to be in reconcil- reconciled to the Father. I need you to understand that today. Um, I also wanted to share Second Peter 3 and 9. God is so good. It says the Lord in his unfailing love for mankind is being patient. That's why he hadn't returned. He's gracing people with time to repent and turn to him. What a good, good father we have. What a patient father that he's given us time. He's given us time to get our, get our act together. He's given us time to want to choose him. He's waiting. He's given you time to say, you know what? Enough is enough. I'm tired of trying to do this on my own. Enough is enough. I'm tired of not having peace in my life. I'm tired of not walking in the pure joy that Jesus died to give me. In his unfailing love, 2 Peter 3, 9, his unfailing love for mankind, he's being patient. He's gracing people with time to repent and turn to him. So if you're listening, maybe something I said today has pierced your heart. I know that somebody's heart is pierced. God said that, he, that his, he, it would be today. These are his words, not mine. You know the Lord is speaking to you. To turn to him. You know you've put it off long enough. You said maybe tomorrow. You feel his love. In what I'm saying. You feel his heart. In what I'm saying. You know that it's time. While I'm speaking. God's love. Is immense. It is for you. He is for you. He's not against you. I say that every week because somewhere along the line, the enemy has tried to confuse a lot of people to say, yeah, if God is so good, then why? Well, I'm telling you right now that God is good. He is a good, good God and his love is enduring forever. He loves you. He created you. He has a plan for you. His plan was in Christ Jesus. He made you the righteousness in Christ Jesus because of Jesus' shed blood. It ain't nothing you do. It's about choosing him and submitting to him and just letting him, resting in that and letting his love do the work. I want to read this to you. Um, something that, um, I just felt led to say that, you know, sometimes we rely on our good works. Like I said, we rely on, oh, I'm this in heaven in earth. Excuse me. I've done this. I've gotten this degree. I'm doing well on this side of earth. You know, I'm looking at my accolades and I'm saying, you know, I, I don't seem too bad. I seem okay. Yeah, but how is how are you spiritually? How are you in the midnight hour? How are you when things rise up and come against you? Does your faith fail? Does your heart feel like it's going to be just fall for fear because you're so afraid and you have no hope? Those are the things that I'm talking about. Not what we see on the outside, but you know what's going on within your heart. You know what's going on within your mind on a daily basis. This life is temporary. It is temporary on earth. 
But the kingdom of heaven is eternal, y'all. It's eternal. Eternity is forever. It's a long time. Today is the day of your salvation. That's what the, the word says. Choose today. Choose today to let the Lord wrap his arms around you. To let the Lord love you. To let the Lord embrace you. And I feel like somebody listening feels like, man, but it's too hard. I've done too much. No, you haven't. No, you haven't. If the thief on the cross, okay, that hung next to Jesus, knew he was a thief and said, hey, remember me today in paradise. He was a thief hanging next to Jesus. And at that moment, he recognized something's different about this man. He's being crucified. And I'm, I know what I've done. I know that I've sinned. I know that I've, I'm a thief and I've been out of order. But I'm sitting next to and I'm hanging next to a man that did nothing wrong. And I'm hanging next to a man who when he hung, the veil was torn and things happened and it went dark and all these things happened. He said, hey, remember me today in paradise. Can I be with you? Some of you think it's too much. It's too hard. It's too late. As long as you're breathing, it's not too late. And I just came to tell you today and to encourage you not to wait. Not to wait, guys. God loves you. He loves you. And his desire is to receive you into his kingdom. Uh, Paul, was, Paul was one of those people that thought he had it all together. He was persecuting Christians. He said, I was a Hebrew of the Hebrews. I thought I had it together. And yet he was on the wrong side. But he said, even with all of the things that I had gained, even with all of the accolades, all of the things that I had done that I thought was so wonderful, that I thought was bringing me into God's presence more, I realized I needed to know who Jesus was. And once he realized who Jesus was, he said, all of that stuff is not important to me. I just want to know him. I just want to know Jesus. And you can know him today. He speaks to us. He left the Holy Spirit. He speaks to us. He leads us. The Holy Spirit leaves us and guides us into all truth. Jesus said, when I leave this earthly place and I go back to my father, he said, I'm not going to leave you alone. Because remember, they had been walking with Jesus for three, for three years. They'd seen him heal. They'd seen him deliver. They'd seen him change lives. They'd seen him feed 5,000 perform miracles heal the issue of blood heal people just do all kinds of things walk on water so when he left they were like what in the world because they were used to him being on earth but he said when I leave I'm going to send you someone I'm not going to leave you alone I'm going to send you a comforter and that's the Holy Spirit so we have an opportunity on this side to accept Jesus and to be filled with the Holy Spirit and he will be your teacher and he will be your guide and he will walk with you and he will bring you comfort and peace and all of those things if you're willing so if you have never I'm going to do two things. If you have never accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you've never, ever prayed the prayer of salvation. You've never confessed Jesus as Lord over your life. Today is your day. So what you need to do is just, I'm going to walk you through some steps. 
you know, if you're in your room, if you're by yourself, I mean, this is just what God gave me to write down. But it's really about your heart. It's about your heart and turning it to the Father. Okay, so I'm using scriptures that are in the Bible that give us a guide on what it tells us to do. So it says acknowledge first that you that all have sinned, you included me included. We've all sinned according to Romans 323 and the wages of my sin should have been death and separation from God for eternity. That's Romans 623. But God in his love. (laughs) gave us the gift of Jesus it should have been death it should have been it should have been eternal separation from him because of what we've done just us sinning okay so we repent from our sin and we ask the Lord to cleanse us according to to 2nd Corinthians 7 10 and 2nd Peter 3 9 God in his mercy and love for you while you were still a sinner sent Christ to die for you according to Romans 5 8 Furthermore, Romans 10, 9 through 10 says, if you declare with your mouth, the Lord Jesus, that Jesus is Lord, and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified. It's a heart thing. Do you believe that Jesus died for you? Do you believe that he took your sin, that he paid the ultimate price for your salvation? And it's with your mouth that you confess or profess your faith and are saved. Believing that Jesus is the only way to God secures this. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved, according to Romans 10.13. So if you prayed and believed those scriptures in your heart, the Bible says you are saved. Now, next, you've got to know that you are forgiven. As sure as I am talking to you, the enemy is going to try and come back to you and say, that was too simple. You've done too much. It ain't that simple. You don't just confess, repent, confess, and believe. You got to do A, B, C, and D. No. Ephesians 2, 8, knowing that you are forgiven. It's not by anything that you can do. It's It's a gift. It's not for you to boast and say, I did this, I did that to earn this. It is a gift from God. So know that you're forgiven. Don't let the enemy lie to you. Know that God loves you. Read Jeremiah 31 and 3. Spend time in prayer. And all that is, guys, if you've never prayed, it's just talking to God. It's just communicating with the Lord. Like I'm talking to you. That's how I talk to the Father. Lord, this is what's going on today. Lord, I'm feeling like this. Can you help me? Can you send me somewhere in your word that talks about this? Or maybe I'm just tired today, Lord, and I just need, need encouragement. It's just like I'm talking to you right now. You have the right to come before the Lord and share everything with him through prayer, through communicating with him. Just simply talk to your heavenly father like you would talk to your earthly father. You can talk to your heavenly father. Spend time reading the Bible so that you can grow in knowledge. The Gospel of John is often a suggested book to start with. A lot of people start there because it really shows the deity of Christ. It shows that he was the word that became flesh and dwelt with us and why he came. And if you need to, don't start with these and thous. It might be too hard. Get you a study Bible. Get you a Bible where you can understand the words that the Lord has for you. But it, John pre- presents the Bible in Jesus' life very clear and in a personal way. 
And then also it's really important that you fellowship with other believers. You are part of the family of God. You're going to need your brothers and sisters to help you grow spiritually. And you can help others too. Okay, so it's really important that you get around other believers because I promise you the enemy is going to try and come for you and try and say, again, you're not saved. You're, um, you know, that you've done too much, that that prayer really didn't work. And you need to be around other believers to begin to grow in the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. Okay. With that said, I know that some of you prayed the prayer of salvation for the first time and heaven and earth is rejoicing. Thank you, God, for anyone, Lord God, that prayed that prayer for the first time, that prayed that prayer that for the maybe for the second time. But you're sure now you knew exactly what you were doing. I thank God for you. I rejoice that you're my brother and my sister. Now, some of you may be listening and you're like at the beginning, you said, hey, I accepted Jesus. I know that he's the only way, the only truth in the life. I believe that with all my heart. But but my love, there's been there's been a rift. There's been the cares of this world. Things that are going on have um, kind of caused a rift or caused a block in my relationship with the Lord. And that's okay. God knows there's no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus he says, repent and get back up. Maybe you've done something that you feel like, oh, I've been so bad. I, I fell in away from the Lord. Repent and get back up. First John 1 9 says that if we confess with our mouth, the Lord Jesus and believe that he died, repent of our sins and believe that he died on the cross. He's faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. First John 1 9, repent, get back up. Don't let the enemy have a foothold in your life another day. You can stand. You can stand and declare the good news of God. Not in your own strength. Not in your own strength. Only in the strength of the Lord Jesus. Hey, y'all know that I have to do this, that I do this every week. There are some weeks, let's just be honest, that I'd be like, Lord, I don't feel very confident to go and tell your people this, that, and the other. But guess what? Because I look at me. I look at things that I deal with. I look at, you know, uh, thoughts that I have or even actions sometimes that I've had. And I think, oh, God, I can't be your I can't say this. I can't say that. Yes, because it's not in me. In my weaknesses, he's made strong. So I stand on the strength of the Lord. The Bible says we resist the devil by submitting to God. It says submit to God, resist the devil and he will flee. So when we do our submitting to God, we just rest in him and we say, God, hey, I need you. That's when the devil flees. Once we submit our lives and our hearts to him. So please don't let him play the mind games that you aren't saved. Or please don't let him play the mind games that you aren't a child of God because A, B, C, and D. It's really imperative too. And I'm speaking to myself that we continue to put on the full armor of God. So that we can stand. It says he it says to take up the shield of faith so that we can fight against the fiery darts. He's daily trying to throw darts at you. Fiery darts, darts of unbelief, darts of uh, confusion, darts of, of fear, darts of, oh, I don't feel like God loves me. Darts, lies. All of those are darts. So we have to take up the shield of faith and stand and say, you know what, God, I may not always understand. I may not t 
totally get everything, but I believe and I trust that your word says this, that, and the other. That your word says I can take up the shield of faith and that the darts won't hit me. That I can put on the helmet of salvation. That I can put on the shoes of the gospel. That I can stand and just say, be still and know that you are God. That you fight my battles. Okay? So I just want to end today with prayer. I want to pray, pray for those of you that are listening. For those of you that this has touched your heart. Trust me, he's speaking to all of us. He is speaking to all of us. Not just you listeners, me, family, friends, all of us. But I thank God that he's so gracious and he's so patient and he's so loving that he gives us time. He gives us time to come before him to get it together, to get it right on this side. So, Father, I thank you, Lord. I thank you for every person that tuned in today. It's not by accident. Whoever listened today, it was not by accident that they tuned in. You sent the very ears, the very people that you wanted to speak to. I thank you, Lord God, that you used me as a vessel today just to to spread the good news, to spread the gospel, to tell people of your love, to tell people of how much you desire to live eternally with them, how much you desire even on this side to put eternity into their heart, to put peace and love and joy in their heart, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God, that for anyone that's thinking that it's about what they do, that they're afraid. Oh, I'm not spiritual enough. I don't know enough about Jesus. I'm not a minister. I don't know all these. I haven't been to Bible school. Rest that in them, Lord, right now. Rest our hearts to know, Lord God, that if we just come, your word says like a little child. You tell us that the kingdom, we're supposed to come as a little child for you to just reveal who you are to us on a daily basis. That it's not a, a toil You told us to take your yoke upon you for your yoke was easy and your burden is light. That it's not a toil. It's not something we have to work at because you've already completed the work. I pray that if there's someone that's listening, Lord God, that's been in fear that uh, they're not going to make it. That something's going to take them out, Lord God. Will you just touch their heart? Will you strengthen them? Will you give them peace like never before? I thank you, Lord God, for those that are listening, Lord God, that may be dealing with COVID, that may be dealing with sickness. I thank you, Lord God, that you are the great physician, Lord God. The word says you are Jehovah Rapha, the one that heals us. I pray that you send healing, that you send your, your goodness and your grace to wherever they're at, Lord God. More than anything, send your hope. Help them not to lose hope. Help them not to lose the truth that you are the answer. I pray, Lord God, that when everything comes at the people that are listening, all of us, Lord God, when things that come to undermine your word, when the enemy gives a little bit of light, bent light, when he says a little bit of truth, but then a lie, that we'll see it for what it is. That we'll open our hearts only to the truth of your word. Help us to to, to search search our hearts, God. Search our hearts, oh God. Mm, Search our hearts. And see if there's anything in us, Lord God, that you want to deal with. Help us to be quiet. Have quiet time with you so that whenever you're speaking to us about what we need to forgive or about maybe what we need to lay before you and let go, that we'll be open to hear that. Help us to see your goodness. Even today in the land of the living, let us see your goodness. 
I just think that somebody that's listening, you're going to begin to see God in such a different way. When you're done, when this, this is over and you shut this off, you're going to begin to see God in everything. You're going to see him in everything. I just see somebody's going to see him in everything. You're going to see him in the birds chirping. You're going to see him when you get in the car. You could have almost gotten into a wreck. But God, you're just going to begin to see how much his hand has been with you, how long he's been with you, how much he's covered you, how much his his goodness has been with you all along. His goodness and mercy has followed you all the days of your life. As some of you are awakening to that, you're realizing, man, I've never been alone. Man, God's always been with with me. He's going to awaken that in someone right now that's listening. You're coming to a greater knowledge of who he is. You're coming to a greater understanding of the depths of his love for you. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Lord, that you didn't leave us as orphans, the Bible says, but that you made us sons and daughters. Thank you, God, for adopting us into your kingdom, for adopting us into your family, for not leaving us alone, but for having the greatest plan in history for having the greatest plan in Christ Jesus. I thank you for everyone that's listening, Lord God, that you just do what you do best. Meet us where we're at. You know, your relationship with the Lord is unique to you. He loves us so much and he's so vast and he's so sovereign and he's so amazing that his relationship with you is unique to you. His relationship with me is unique to me. He knows how he created me. He knows why I'm here. He knows why you're here. And his relationship with you. Don't try and be somebody that you're not. Don't try and do it this way or that way. Let God, let your heavenly father lead you and guide you and mold you into who he's created you to be. You're here for a reason. You're here for a season. You're here to just be loved. <laughs> Your relationship with him is unique to you. And so understand that when Jesus hung on that cross, he saw you. He saw me. And it's not by accident that you're living during this time. And it's not by accident that you're hearing these words. And so I pray, Father, that you seal these words into our hearts and that we'll never be the same again in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you guys for coming and for listening. I love when you guys tune in each week. You know, a lot of times I have a guest, but hey, I'm going to be obedient to the Holy Spirit. And if he tells me to say what he tells me to say, I got to do it. So thank you for those of you that are tuning in today. I pray that you were blessed. I pray that something I said pierced your heart, that you heard the Holy Spirit, that you heard his love and his words, not condemnation, but if it was about you just getting right and just, you know, making a decision, you know who you are, you know what you needed to do. And I thank God for just an opportunity to um, pray with you and to let God just do what he does best, which is display his agape love. So we will see you next week. Same time, same place. Tuesday at seven o'clock focus with Angela Duncan remember God is for you he is not against you and in him we are always victorious and we always win have a good one